I guess I can't control the volume on loaf, so I'm just going to stop it. <laughs> I mean, that was just, it blew my eardrum out. I had no control absolutely over that volume. <laughs> For some reason. Absolutely <laughs> annihilated my right eardrum. Apologize. I'll have to, yeah, I'll have to tinker with that. But yeah, so um, what's going on? All right, so we got Tom. He's on the road. He's on the, he's literally driving, if you're familiar with Columbus. Uh, 23 north of 270 is pretty much hell. Yeah, hell on earth. Um, surprisingly, right now, I might have been, I might have left work late enough that I might have missed hell. TBD. I haven't actually gotten into Olentang- the Olentangy area yet. So you don't know 23 the way, quite the way that I do, because not only is 23 a place that I commuted to, which is how you do know it, you use 23 to commute to and fro uh, work, but yeah, every day, but 23 also, that was not only that for me, but 23 also in a time in my life, and actually still today, is the road that I use to drive on. Pretty much any time I'm coming back from a family member's place or a Detroit sports game. Oh, Toledo, yeah, yeah. So when I'm driving and I hit 23, I'm like, okay, like home is near. But it's not even close to near. You're still like an hour away no. when you hit 23. So for yeah. me, yeah, 23 has always been pretty much the road to hell. I've been on, I have driven to and back to Bowling Green and back once on, and yeah, it's just 23. It's just hell. Yeah. It's just hell. It's just hell. Even, even when you get north of Delaware, you're like, wow, these cornfields are really sick. Yeah. And yeah, there's absolutely zero stuff to look at. It's just semi trucks everywhere. Like zero, zero like rest stops or gas stations. It's just. Yeah, no restaurants. It's just traffic lights every everywhere from about Delaware to even past Delaware a little bit to Columbus yeah. is just traffic lights. It's horrible. It's and, horrible. And just about every other light, you know, is going to be red. And at the end of twenty three is a uh, high street where actually a lot of sin takes place. So there you go. It actually is the road to hell. So I don't know. Yeah, literally, you feel like. Your ass is on fire every time you're just sitting in the middle of 23. Pretty much any time 23 is involved in anything, it's just hell. Just hell. Yeah. I'd much rather be on, like, in the middle of the desert. Like, what, Route 66 is, like, in the middle? I'd much rather be there. Yeah. Yeah, and most of the time I'm on 23, like, running late as hell. Late as – I'm just running late to, like, a chiller north game. So I just think, man – you, you just know you're never going to get through it. <laughs> never going to get through it. So, yeah, I think that's enough road slander for the for the podcast for today. But <laughs> um, real quickly before I before we get into actual hockey, do you see that they pretty much found the road to Atlantis? <laughs> yeah, that, that was crazy. crazy. That was absolutely – that was just – I couldn't I, – I can't believe we actually found Atlantis. We don't. We haven't found Atlantis. We found Atlantis is twenty three. Oh, geez. 
if that's their 23, it looked just as rough as ours. Like there's like they actually they actually found a road underwater and there's just no explanation for it. It's just yep, this has to, It's just there. It's just there. So Atlantis is real. We just got to find it. Um we well, yeah, SpongeBob went there, so that's true. And what's more real life than SpongeBob? I was thinking about this because my vacation this year is going to Ocracoke which is a place in North Carolina where Blackbeard allegedly allegedly died. So, wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, no. I think not allegedly. He confirmed died in Ocracoke. It's his resting place. Um, and I just want to learn more about Blackbeard. That's do you think so cool. do you think Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides is a historically accurate depiction of Blackbeard? Absolutely. Okay. All right, good. So I'm gonna check that 100%. out. One hundred percent. That movie that franchise is one of the best franchise. I would say that franchise has more movies, but rivals National Treasure. Oh yeah, yeah. It's like same feel, same feel. One's pirates, one's uh, the Declaration of Independence. Yes, yes, yeah. No, National Treasure is a great movie. I mean, the swindling that Nicolas Cage did at the end of that temple scene. You know, when they're trying to escape the temple in the water. And he's holding he, it he open. Literally, he literally tells the government, someone's going to steal a Declaration of Independence. They're like, no, they're not. He's like, okay, then I will to protect the Declaration of Independence. And then <laughs> backs up his word. I'm going to protect the Declaration of Independence from it getting stolen by stealing it. <laughs> I love Perfect it. logic, if you ask me. Yeah, no. No, you could. Yeah, I think the Declaration of Independence should technically be his then. Finders keepers. And then and then in number two, he one ups himself by saying someone's going to kidnap the president. They're like, no, they're not. Okay, then I will kidnap the president (laughs) to protect the president. Maybe they just listen to the guy. Maybe Nicholas Cage should just be like the head of Homeland Security. It's also a win win for him, too, because. When he says something's gonna happen, they're like, "No, it's not." And then he does it, and then them like, they're like, the government's like, "Oh sh- shit, it actually happened." You know, <laughs> it's to the connect guy that said it was hockey, gonna happen. To connect this to hockey, Ports should have like listened and like taken notes from Nicholas Cage because Ports gave a lot of predict, like a I know lot exactly of like, where this we're gonna going. win this. We're gonna we're gonna win this game to like go to game seven and it never happened. <laughs> no. What he should have said is like we're gonna win this game to protect the city of Boston from going on fire. He did it two years in a row. Two years in a row. He said we're coming back here for game seven after losing game fives to Washington and Boston. Same exact quote. What happened? Lost in game six. It's just sucks. brutal. Uh, and yeah, there were a lot of game sixes. Well, no, what what am I talking about? There were game fives last night. And I just wanted to say it is probably the worst feeling in the world watching your team lose a playoff hockey game in person with your own eyeballs. Like that that in that visual information in person hitting your eyeballs directly is like the worst feeling in the world when it comes to sports. 
Absolutely, especially if it's like an OT. Like, uh, well, we were in double OT against the Caps that one year. Yeah, that, that was absolutely just dreadful. Uh, devastating, so devastating. Um, and that's what happened to that's the Oilers just, last night. Sunken feeling. You you feel hopeless. You feel like there's nothing. There's not anything that could happen in that moment, from the time that the puck with the opposing team crosses the line to pretty much probably the next time your team wins a playoff hockey game that can help you feel better about that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like if, if so the video I'm talking about follow Ben Ross tweets on Twitter. So it's just B E N R O S S tweets, Ben Ross tweets. He has a video of Adrian Kempe scoring the game winner and you can see in the aisle right above the pizza sign of the boards just two fans just absolutely bolt for the exits bolted they said we are beating every piece of traffic right now he said i am not going to watch one white jersey hug another white jersey i'm getting the which smart of them because if you think about it you feel even worse if you're going to be just stuck in traffic for 20 minutes in the parking garage. Yes. Um, and then on top of that, I mean, Tempe absolutely just dusted the entire Oilers team to win that game. Yeah, he had two goals last night. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, that OT goal, like, he just – I think it was Duncan Keith. I mean, he just went right around him. Duncan Keith had a bad game last night. Mm-hmm. He had a bad game last night. And here's the problem. He's not the defenseman who is suspended for game six. It's not suspended. Banned. Banned. You're right. You're right. Uh, Darnell Nurse has been banned for headbutting uh, Philip Denault. Um, How is that your go-to move? In a lot of movies, that's a lot of guys' go-to moves. Okay? There are some people out there that are just headbutt guys. I can't think of anybody. Oh, like, Fiona. Fiona from Shrek. She's a headbutt gal. Like, that's her go-to move. Like, like, Paul Blart put it in perfect reality. Like, nobody wins with a headbutt. No. No, but that, see, but that Paul. Should, that, should not, that should not be your no. first or go-to move. That should be, like, your 12th move. No. Yeah, no, no. I'm going to disagree with you, actually. If you're a headbutt, it, nobody wins in a headbutt if you're not a headbutt guy. Paul Blart, who, much like Ray in uh, Star Wars Force Awakens, was learning about his skills throughout the whole movie, and he was practicing some of his skills, and he tried to use the headbutt in that movie, and it didn't work. I guess if you are going to be a headbutt guy and you are going to headbutt somebody, he had a helmet on. Yeah, exactly. So he he, he checked his bucket his bucket was on and he said okay i can do it also make sure that you're not playing a sport if you're going to headbutt somebody like look around yeah. you and make um, sure that you are not playing a organized official sport you know what i mean yeah where <laughs> officials are watching your every move yeah like headbutting somebody out on the streets you like that's probably that flies you know, you could probably just headbutt anybody you want, uh, and I think you probably won't even get arrested because people be like, "Oh, sh- he just headbutt someone." That was a great defensive move or like, offensive move. But in sports, you can't headbutt. Terrified. Yeah. yeah, it's 
if I saw somebody walking down the street and just headbutt somebody, I'm shaking in my boots because I'm just like, wow, he really went for that. Yeah, so stay away, stay away from headbutt, guys. Um, and yeah, he's banned. He's banned from Game Six, and I think, I think the I think the Oilers are pretty much done. I think they're pretty much done. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't think they can come back. It's it's sad because we're about to have another. Uh, it would be so good for hockey to have guys like Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl in the tournament as long as possible, especially now with hockey being on YouTube TV and every game being accessible. You know, you, you the ESPN has doubled. ESPN Plus has doubled their audience, and a lot of it is due to hockey. Hockey is being exposed to so many new audiences and demographics right now, and to not have your two biggest stars in the game playing is is unfortunate, but Duncan Keith just has to give up pizzas, and Darnell Nurse just has to headbutt people, and Mike Smith doesn't know how to play goalie. So I guess the Kings are well, the... And all, also, like, depending how tonight goes, I mean, this, this could have lined up for the Battle of Alberta in round two, right? Or am I just blowing smoke? The... I don't... Yeah... Yeah, did they play in the playoffs a couple years ago? I can't remember. No, I can't remember, but I'm never going to say no to the Battle of Alberta in round two of the playoffs. Yeah. Oh, you, I'm sorry. You said round two. I thought that meant like the second iteration of the Battle of Alberta. But yes, no, in round two. Yeah, yeah. And and we're just going to completely just try to jinx it and just say the Oilers are dead. Of course the Oilers are still alive. And I can completely... No, they're dead. Okay, they're dead. Yes, they are completely dead. Um, you know what I'd like to see in this game? If they're down like 4-1 to one at the Staples Center, and let's say they have a power play, can we just put Mike Smith on the power play? Because I think Mike Smith would do more helpful just skating out of the net, joining up in the rush, getting a 6-on-4 going. You know, just maybe because he, he, he loves to play the puck, and he has some great passes at times. And he's not doing crap in goal form. I mean, he is giving up. He's just giving up everything. He's he's just an absolute. He's like, yeah. he's just, you know. He, he got too hot at the wrong time. Yeah. Yeah. But um, so that's sad to see. And and you know what else is sad? I wish we could just let. I could. I wish we could just. Agree, I wish both these teams could just come together and just let each other just continue to move on in the playoffs that way. I didn't have to hear, where is it at? Oh, it was deleted. It was deleted. And that's probably a good thing because I was going to play Leah Hextall calling that first goal. Yes. Yeah, please don't. Please don't. I don't need to hear that right now. <laughs> so bad. It's so bad. And we've that known would, this all year. Would- that would completely blow out my right eardrum. That's already halfway blown out from meatloaf. <laughs> and he shoots and he scores. It's yeah, unbelievable, it man. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. And it's, it sounds like something Woban would produce. Right. It's so bad. And I've and, and I've I've just been reading all the tweets. 
because I feel awful because I don't want to tweet anything myself or make a stance out there because I just think it's not I don't think it's fair to to judge the way that somebody sounds and and to hammer them in their profession and when it, it could just be just a preference thing you know not liking the sound of someone's voice that's 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 kind of that's rude you know what I mean because they can't control that but yeah I mean Leah Hextall there there the sad thing is is like there is things she can control you know she can control the way that she calls a goal. She can control the, the the words that she uses. She can control the way that she pronounces Anze Kopitar's name. Because last night she was calling him Kopitar. Kopitar. I, I can't let that fly. Multi, multiple times Selkie winner. Can't even get his name pronounced right. It's tough. It's It's tough. I mean, and the thing is... The thing is, is I do believe, and I was excited. I think when I saw that, okay, ESPN is is gonna have, they're gonna they're gonna add a woman to the rotation. You know, that's huge. You know, let's get let's get more women. Let's get, let's get more diverse. Let's let's do this. This is great. Um, but they totally missed on the hire. It could have been there's so like, many other people like like Doris Burke, great for the NBA. Absolutely, Beth Moens, one of my probably one of my favorite. Saturday at 3.30, Big Ten West football announcers. She does a great job. Yeah. Absolutely. They just, just a swing and a miss. Just a swing and a miss. And and you know what? It could be because of the name. It could have just been like Hextall. You know, she's the daughter or niece. I don't know what her relation is to Ron. Whatever her relation is. Right. But she has a relation. But, like, we just, we don't. It, it completely ruined the game. Completely ruined yeah. the game. Because last night's game was so awesome. Such an awesome game. Yeah, we had a couple close games for once last night. And, uh, yeah, one of them just, you hate to, you, you didn't want to have to hear that. <laughs> and, unfortunately, she stayed in the province, and she's calling game five of, of Stars and Flames tonight. Brutal. It's, it's so tough. It's so tough. <laughs> but, so, anyway, let's not make it about the announcers. Um, we do have games tonight. The, the Penguins... They got the Rangers at seven o'clock game game five. This series has been great. It's been fantastic. I wish it could keep going, but unfortunately, I think the Rans are dead. They they might be dead, Tom. Rans are so dead. Uh, both of our Stanley Cup picks are absolutely dead in the first round. So props to us for knowing a lot about hockey. Um, yeah, they're dead. That's right. I did pick the Oilers. I forgot. For some reason, I keep thinking that the Panthers were my pick. The Panthers were my pick at the beginning of the season. And that's why I have them in my head, but they'll they'll probably die at some point. They'll probably die. They probably yeah, No, they're 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 dead. They're dead right now. Yeah, we can just call them dead. Um real quickly going back to Rand's pens. There was that video of Igor Shesterkin, you know, waving goodbye to the Penguins in the yeah. regular season. Um, after a three nothing shutout win, and people were saying like, "This is why you don't celebrate in the regular season." I I don't think Igor Shesterkin really thought in the moment we are going to lose to this team in the postseason. I think he was just more just probably you know partaking in the fact that he just shut out the Pittsburgh Penguins and was kind of maybe soaking that moment in front of his home fans a little bit. But no, people of course were Penguins fans were going to jump all over that and completely blow it out of proportion. But Nonetheless, a, a bad look for Igor Shosturkin. Well, yeah, um, but the the last game they played, I'm not even putting it on him. I mean, 
his, he had nobody in front of him to help him out. He had zero help the last game. Yeah. It was just no Rands, all pens in his face, and he could only do so much. But, yeah, you're not thinking in the moment, oh, this is the team we're going to play in the postseason because, what, at that time we still had like two or three weeks maybe left of the regular season. Right. So he's definitely not thinking, oh, I'm going to wave goodbye to these guys and I'll see him first round of the playoffs. <laughs> but but no. overall, it, you, you still don't want to give a playoff, a potential playoff team, any bulletin board material. No. Yeah, and they had a lot of it. I mean, I mean, honestly, though, I, I still think this series should be tied two to two. I mean, the, the Rangers... They kind of, they, they blew game one. They blew game one. They blew game th- four. No, they blew game three when they had a chance to come all the way back. They tied the game after being down four to one. They tied game yeah. three, four to four. They had multiple power plays to then take the lead and they just couldn't put one in the back of the net. And Louis Domingue, credit oh. him. He held firm and Domingue is, is, is this just another case of Pittsburgh just finding the hottest, the, the being the luckiest team ever, finding a goalie that's hot, and are they going to carry themselves to the playoffs here, or, or do you think this is just maybe just a little bit of first-round magic? Because it kind of does feel like the Pens are back. I mean, anytime you got Crosby, Malkin, and Latang on your team, that trio – you're giving yourself a pretty good chance to win the series and move on. So, yes, they keep finding this luck with goalies. They did it with freaking uh, Murray when they went on double Stanley Cup run with Flurry. Then they just threw Murray in, and they're like, wow, that's really good. Now they're doing it with freaking Deming, third goalie. Mm-hmm. So they got lucky there, but, I mean, their core – is what's kept them relevant the last 20 years. Yeah. And the addition of long Gensel pencil. Can't yeah. Long, long no, 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 Long pencil Gensel. Excuse me. I got it. I got it backwards. I got either way. I did. What I did. A, What a name. What a name either way. <laughs> uh, I remember that last blue jackets game of the season. He absolutely ate the crossbar. Like ate it, like skated oh, so yeah. hard at Elvis, ate the crossbar, got up and just played the rest of the game. And I'm like, I don't know how you take iron straight to the face and just get up and just, I don't know. I mean, hockey players, professional athlete insurance, just, just in general, when I watch these playoffs, Tom, I just, am, I just continue to get incredibly amazed at how tough all these athletes are because the, all these games are getting really violent, especially as we're getting later into these series, you know, kind of the intensity is ramping up even more. I feel like all the picks up in general for the playoffs. And I mean, the caps, pens, stars, flames series have really stood out to me the most for the most physical. Oh my gosh, dude, the stars and flames games, the stars and flames are like, they're killing each other. It's amazing because Dallas is gonna. I get like Dallas is gonna come into the Saddle Dome tonight and they're just gonna play football. Like that's what I love yeah, about. No, they're gonna, they're gonna hike the puck. 
They're going to tell someone to run deep, and then they're just going to try to absolutely murder someone across the middle running a deep post. It's going to be an absolute football game. I thought I had that thought last night too when I was watching. I was watching, yeah, I was watching Oilers and and uh, Kings, and I had the I had it muted because you can't really you can't have these violent thoughts while you're listening to Leah Hextall. But anyway, I thought to myself, I was like, man, hockey is arena football. It's just the best version Absolutely. of arena football. You know what I mean? Like, they're just killing each Absolutely other. Absolutely, it is. Absolutely, it is. All the NHL is missing is Hot Dog Wally. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Please. Can we just replace Rest Stinger with Hot Dog Wally? Can we just, like, we don't have to bring Boomer back. I understand why Boomer um, might be problematic because of his shape, which I think that makes the Blue Jackets a little bit ableist, if I'm being completely honest. Yeah. Nonetheless. I think we need to get rid of Stinger. Let's just agree to, to just have Hot Dog Wally back because he's still around. I mean, he's a small business owner. Yeah, He's a small business owner. Rest in, pe- rest in peace to our king, Hot Dog Wally. I hope to see you in the future if you're listening to this. Yes. You know, he's around town. He has a small business. He, I, He's literally like the, the mascot of, hot, of like some hot dog shop or hot dog like food truck. But I need him. I need him to be employed or a contractor for the Blue Jackets. I need him back. But um, no, these these games are just absolutely violent. I had I had this thought. I was just like, when I watch the NBA playoffs, yeah, what what those players do in the game is amazing, and I can't shoot threes and 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 euro step the way that they do. But I'm not amazed at what they do because I've seen it before. Every time I watch hockey, I'm just amazed at how physically violent the game is. And how they just keep playing, you know. You just you, there's always a next shift. It's just amazing. I mean, I, and that's kind of the same thing I get from football. You know what I'm saying? Like you watch football and you're just like, man, that hit was so brutal. But there's another play. You know what I mean? You can't shake that. Like you just yeah. got. You know? I don't know. I I know that's a, a completely abstract, non-topical thought, but it's just the thought that I had. No, I complete. There's yeah, there is way more physicality in hockey compared to the NBA. And when someone's getting absolutely murdered on the boards or getting headbutted by Darnell Nurse and then just gets up and says, okay, next shift, it's it's absolutely stunning. Right. And, like, the biggest, like, NBA, like, drama is uh, uh, one of the fans. Someone grabbed Ja Morant's knees. <laughs> Someone, touched. Someone touched Ja Morant's knee. Watch out. Yeah, uh, watch out, we're getting crazy here. I wasn't even going there. I was going to say, like, somebody said a, a mean word. Gluing your hand. Somebody glued their hands to the court, or someone said some mean words to Chris Paul. I don't I don't back that fan. I don't know what that fan said. I do not stand by that. But, you know, the NBA is, is great drama, too. Let's not completely poo-poo the NBA here. It is still great. It's still, still great drama. But um, I think hockey is really, really winning with the fact that their first round is taking place during the NBA second round. I I wouldn't I don't want to say this because I don't know this for facts, but I would imagine that the NHL's numbers have just either been completely equal to the NBA or have maybe even beaten it just based off the fact that they have more games going on right now. And now that they're on ESPN and TNT, it's been awesome, man. This is this is a great for the future of the sport, right? No, it's absolutely massive that we're that you can watch all these games on like everyone has ESPN or TNT. 
rather just having all these games on NBC or NBCSN because not everybody has NBCSN. And everybody, yeah, no, it's the simple point that everybody tunes in and checks what's going on on ESPN. Right, and like it think about that. That helps so much. Yeah, and think about all the bars out there that have you know bartenders that don't think to change the channel, so they just run they ESPN. Just ESPN on. Yeah, yeah. And people are just showing no, up to the it, bar and just they got hockey on. Yeah, no, it absolutely has changed the dynamic of the NHL. That's actually a really good point. I'd never thought about it like that, but yeah, just about it's not even a bar. It could be like a barber shop or just right. anywhere that just has a TV on at any time they most likely have one of their TVs on ESPN for just someone that walks in and is interested in the sports. Yeah, no, it's great for the future of the sport, and we got uh, a ton of games tonight. I mistakenly asked our gambling group chat if they wanted to go to a major league uh, or minor league baseball game tonight. That was was probably Yeah, unless unless it was Dime a Dog night, that that wasn't going to play. It was dumb. It was dumb. It was just something, some combination of me being inside all day and it knowing that it was going to be like weather and just something about a cold beer at a ballpark just sounded right. But I I disavow that. I completely forgot. We just got just... It's got to be Dime a Dog night. Yeah, yeah. I just, I mean, we're we're shotgunning, shotgun start these hockey games tonight. It's going to be awesome. Uh, yeah, Caps pans though. That I can't see that series going one way or the other. I mean, the Caps have given the Panthers hell through four games. In fact, I think the Caps, if they don't blow that lead in Game Four, they they're leading the series three to one, going back to South Beach. Uh, but that series has been phenomenal. And and the Caps actually, I sent you this today. They have twenty five or what? I what I read? Did I read forty to one odds or something on the Caps to win the Stanley yeah, Cup. They have yeah. the longest odds. Yeah. I, I find Fantastic that odds. I find that just impossible to believe that the Caps have 40 to 1 odds and the Stars have 35 to 1 odds. Like I know the Stars are a football team. The Stars are literally a football team. The Caps have Alexander Ovechkin. What are we talking about? Yeah, the the Caps have John Carlson, Evgeny Kuznetsov, Backstrom, Oshie, Ovechkin, Tom Wilson. Anthony Mann, no, the the Caps have a lot of scorers. The Stars, they have a couple scorers, but yeah, they just they just play football. They're just playing football. I I just love it. I just something about the Dallas, something about Dallas, which I'm sure Canadians just know as like the heart of Texas, which is like the most American redneck like city that they probably can think of off the top of their head. And they're just coming in and just beating the living shit out of the Calgary Flames, who is, of course, their beloved Flames, and they're just playing football. It's just awesome. I can't wait for that game tonight. That That's the game that I'm looking forward to the most, just from a physical standpoint. But, um, yeah, I got nothing else really to say, man. Uh, other than the Leafs-Lightning series has been great as well. I know I'm I've, I'm sorry that you were on the wrong end of that bet last night, but it, it was really yeah. awesome seeing the Leafs pour it on and make that comeback and then their fans just going nuts. You cause you know that like the Leafs will not win the Stanley Cup. They they won't. They won't. They won't. Um I don't hate all their fans. I hate the obnoxious ones. Right. Which which is a good amount of them. But I, I do agree with you. I do love Pablo. Yeah, like his goal that so. he scored in that Selly 
Like you just felt like he had all the fists of all the Leafs fans behind that fist pump that yeah. he did. So I do love Pablo, uh, American born player, 60 goals. So I do love that. And I, it's like you said, you, you want these young stars to get as much spotlight mm-hmm. as possible. For, mm-hmm. So for the league, it would benefit them. It would benefit the league to get, you know, the lightning won the last two Stanley cups, Mickey mouse Stanley cups. So, you know, everyone's seen them. It would benefit the league to give new eyes on Pablo. It, it is so funny to watch John Cooper scratch his butt too. Like after, after the Leafs score, and like the look on John Cooper's face, you can see like his face like physically changes when he's like, "Oh shoot, I actually don't know what to do right now." Like my superstar, he's like, easiest to coach hockey team isn't winning right now. I don't know what to do. Yeah, all all my best goalie in the world is just giving up freaking pizzas in the middle of the ice. What what am I supposed to do? I didn't know I actually had to coach tonight. <laughs> It's just robbery. He's just—he has the best hockey team of all time. But people like literally credit him so much for—he's gonna get so much credit for being this great coach, and he does have a great story and everything. And obviously, he's won at a bunch of different levels. But I think even he would admit that he's coached some pretty, pretty damn special teams. And uh, I'm not gonna absolutely. And I don't think the Bolts are gonna quit either. I think we are absolutely destined for Game Seven. Which would yep. be no one hundred percent. Which would be so I feel funny. Like we could have a good amount of game sevens. It just feels like there's a lot of these series are storming up for game seven. Yeah, yeah, no, it's gonna be awesome, and then that that in itself is great for the sport of hockey. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you want as many games as possible. I don't think the NBA. I can't remember one NBA series in the first round that was a game seven. Like. This is fantastic. This is exactly what you want. You want drama all the way to the finish, which makes it great. And I'm I'm really just every single night. It's going to get sad, though. It's going to get sad here in a couple days when we are out of the first round and there's less and less games every night. You know, that is kind of one. Yeah, no, that that is always tough when, you, you know, you're getting less and less games. And, like, yeah, you're in the Stanley Cup Finals. But, like, downside is it's every other night and it's only one game. So, it does get tough, but that's when the intensity picks up even more. Yeah. Yeah. No, we're almost there. We're almost there. All right. Uh, any quick, any, any like quick money line picks you got tonight? I know you're, you're still gambling. So you still got some picks. I've just been sitting back just trying to watch it mostly because I'm a loser. Um, haven't had a chance to, you know, look at anything. Um, I would say the, I'm going to, Lock-in pick would be over Rangers and Pens. Okay. No one's making saves in that series. <laughs> Overs at six and a half, so that's going to be a fun one. That's yeah. a, that's always great. Um, love that out of you. Uh, real quickly, Jackets got the six and the twelfth picks this year. I think we got to do a little movement. Maybe I, I feel like we use those to you know maybe trade for someone. Future what do you think about that. Future Blue Jacket Connor McDavid. That or Dreisaitl? <laughs> Dreisaitl. Maybe maybe Dreisaitl for the 6th and Connor McDavid for the 12th. You think the Oilers are taking that one? Who says no? <laughs> not I any, wouldn't say no. Yeah, not anybody on, on, on this side of the United States or on this side of the border. What's, what's crazy to think is, is like 
they've traded Wayne Gretzky in the middle of his prime. So it's not like they've <laughs> never done anything that stupid. You just got to send him a deal. I, I I hope that the Edmonton Oilers are the one team that, that Yarmo just constantly hits up. Like, hey, hey what about yeah. what about this? I would even go as far as like the six and twelve for Dreisaitl. What about what about uh McDavid? What about uh Vladislav Gavrikov for Connor McDavid? Like you already got Duncan Keith giving up pizzas. What about Vladdy giving up pizzas? Yeah, you can have more pizzas. Who says no to pizzas? Yeah. Oh, also, real quickly, I had this thought. I don't know who the guy that co-hosts the post-game show in the crease with with uh, Barry Melrose. But he was referring to one of Philip Denault's, or who, yeah, I think it was Philip Denault had the tap and goal. Or no, it was Kempe. Kempe had the tap. One of those guys had the tap and goal, and he was referring to it as a pizza. I'm like, that's not, that's not a pizza. No. A pizza is um, when a D-man or goalie just absolutely throws it in the middle of the ice to the other team. Yeah. Yeah, speaking of which, brother, I am so, I am so hungry. I'm starving. Yeah, uh. I'm probably going to go make a pizza right now. Frozen? little FP? Yeah, a nice. little FP in, in the oven. Nice. Yeah, I got to figure out what I'm going to do. Not that anybody not that anybody cares about what my dinner plans are. But, hey, why don't we say we, why, don't, why don't we do this again next week, Tom? Maybe this time we'll be in the new studio. Yeah, yeah, we got to take a break from the new stew. We are on too, too big of a hot streak, you know, actually meeting up to do this so we had to take a we had to take a breather that, that is if any of our listeners have ears after just meat loafing them at the beginning <laughs> it's so loud so loud all right all right brother uh tell t- tell your dog about it all right yeah tell your dog